We are off and running on a Wednesday evening from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. That is Jeff, Jeff Parles. I am Tim Murray. We've got the Olympics going on. We're going to have a 4 by 100 men's relay coming up within the hour. Looking forward to that. The United States and Australia uh, streaming on the Internet uh, will be later on uh, tonight as uh, we will break that game down uh, with the uh, Aussies and the U.S. slight line movement here as we get closer and closer to tip-off. So we'll uh, discuss that game a little bit more uh, as we get closer to it. Um, Jeff, we've got Max Scherzer's debut here today. And uh, before you went on air, I'll be honest, uh, I did bet this game just a little bit, nothing too crazy, just to, just to keep my, my interest uh, in this one. And you made a great point. Uh, I had a stat all lined up. But betting against Max Scherzer to give up a run in the first inning is a pretty good bet to make. And that's exactly what happened. In his debut, Max Scherzer, being the Max Scherzer that he is, gets all amped up. Guess what happened? Michael Brantley, gone. Home run. Just like last year on opening day against the Yankees. This is what Scherzer does. He'll probably calm down. The Dodgers have already tied this game up and have man on first with no outs against Jaco DeRizzi. Mookie Betts going yard as well. But Max Scherzer, in a big game, gives up a home run in the first inning. It's almost clockwork. And this isn't a knock on... I mean, I'm not trying to be negative against uh, Max Scherzer. It's just, it's, just, it's just the facts. He gives, up, he gives up homers in big spots. Yeah, no, look, and uh, Aaron Oster, the, our, our producer, Tim, uh, has been on this for a long time, this entire season, basically. And We both have. Uh, look, it's We just, worked together in D.C. We kind of came to this. Uh, hey, 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 look, uh, regardless of who came up with it, it was it, it's a good one, and of course I don't I don't know what the number was uh, going into this one, Tim, but I would imagine with it being Scherzer, the only problem is Odorizzi is a guy who gives up homers, so that number yes, he pro- did. <laughs> so and of course he naturally did right away, so it probably was still probably like minus one ten. It was probably a little bit a, a little bit uh, uh, shorter than you would normally see in a Scherzer start. Yeah, so uh, right now one to one to one. In the bottom of the first inning between the Astros and the Dodgers, I, I played uh, a little first five run line on the Dodgers. So minus a half run, essentially, they have to have the lead uh, after five innings. And it was juiced, man. Uh, the Dodgers were a heavy favorite here tonight with Max Scherzer on the hill. It got bet up uh, as high as 240 in town at the South Point, 238 here at Circa. Uh, some other spots maybe a little bit lower, uh, but it, it certainly got bet up for, for the debut of Max Scherzer in, uh, in Dodger blue. One-to-one is the score in the bottom of the first inning. Um, you had a play earlier today, already came home, right? You had a little overaction. So I had more baseball today. By the way, no uh, no summer league bets tonight. We're done betting that. It's all over. Done? All over. At least for at least for the Sacramento version of it. Oh. They talk to me on Sunday when they come here to town. Uh, one but, more day in but, Sacramento. But, uh, I, I I think so. <laughs> but uh, so I have um. What, I, a, what a stand! I, I, I hey look uh, <laughs> the fortitude to not bet it again was was was, was big for me. Uh, but uh, so I had. In the afternoon, I had the Padres, which was just, oh a, just a, a hellacious beat 
Uh, two outs in the top in the bottom of the ninth. There's two out, uh, two on, uh, up two runs, and Melanson gives up back-to-back singles to blow the save, and then the A's win the game in extra innings. Just a hellacious beat for me there. Uh, over in Washington, Philadelphia, we already won that. Yep. Uh, and then I have over in St. Louis, which uh, I have at nine, and it's four three in the six, so we're in pretty good shape there. And I had over nine in Detroit, which was four one in the ninth inning in the last check. So probably going to go down on that one, Tim. Um, yeah, no, no late night baseball here tonight. So uh, we will just be keeping well, tabs on. Well, I mean, I'm saying games to start for us to preview. Right. Uh, Dodgers and Astros uh, underway, just underway, but not anything we could tell you about. Uh, but there is a basketball game that we will break down for you. Some movement. New New York Knicks fans were were not pleased, really, for the first uh, couple days of free agency. Today, they are quite elated. Let's get it rolling. Jeff, Tim, here we go. It is the nightcap on a Wednesday evening semifinal night for the men's basketball in the Olympics. We've got some other Olympic events coming up later on in this hour that we'll keep you posted on. That's Jeff Parles. I'm Tim Murray. Fletcher Mackle from WDSU, the NBC affiliate down in New Orleans. We will keep a division a day rolling on with the NFC South. Uh, we had an interesting discussion last week with the NFC South when Sean... Uh, Sean King was in studio with Adam Hill, and both Adam and Sean very high on Jameis Winston and believe there won't be that big of a drop-off and anticipate a pretty big year from Jameis Winston. So uh, we will get the thoughts of Fletcher Mackle, what he has seen from Jameis Winston. Could we see some Taysom Hill? Uh, you know, Taysom Hill got the start last year when Drew Brees got hurt, but if all indications are right now, it is Jameis Winston's job to lose Sam Darnold down in Carolina, obviously. And, oh, by the way, that team who won the championship last year. So a very interesting division, the NFC South. Fletcher Mackle will join us as we continue to work our way through each and every division. Uh, this makes me happy as I look up. Will Smith, uh, not the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the catcher of the Dodgers, just hit a three-run homer. And I don't bet baseball often, as you well know, Jeff. I took a little flyer on the Dodgers on the run line first five. That was minus 137 here at Circa. So still decent amount of juice for a, a Dodgers-Astros game. I had to bet my guy Scherzer, and he gives up a homer in the first inning, which he has one to do. Uh, but as you take a look at that, hit a home run prop. Here's what you've cashed already. Will Smith plus 250, check. Michael Brantley plus 500, check. And uh, Mookie Betts, where is he? He's not on that list. Plus oh, there he is, plus 275, check. check. Already. Three home runs in the first inning out at Chavez Ravine. Three homers, Will Smith, Mookie Betts, and Michael Brantley. Homer, homer, and homer. And uh, already, by the way, if you bet the first five over, you're good. That's a winner. You're good. That's a winner for you. <laughs> and you got plus money. Plus, oh no, sorry, it was uh, it was juiced. I beg your pardon. I misread that. It was minus one thirty here uh, at Circa. But hey, that's an easy winner for you. Already five runs in the first inning. Jake Odorizzi, I'm not pitching all that well. Uh, so four to one. I like the start of this, and uh, we'll keep tabs on Dodgers and Astros. Also going on right now out west. Uh, we've got the where is it? There it is. San Francisco and Arizona scoreless top of the second. Arizona getting a pretty surprising win last night. No. Uh, 
no movement in the uh, NL West last night and a pretty terrible loss. I don't know if we talked about it. Terrible loss for the Brewers yesterday. Just ugly. Yeah, Brewers with a horrible loss. Uh, had a no-hitter into the seventh inning. End up losing the game. I think they were 38-0 this year They were the when le- leading by four or more runs after that sound, seven? That sounds Something right. Something like that. That sounds right. They've only, they've only lost uh, one leading going to the ninth inning twice before, uh, even though I know they were not leading going to the ninth inning last night. But they've been so good late in games, even with Hayter now, though, on the COVID IL. Uh, but they did get the win today. So yeah, they won this. Uh, Rowdy Tellez a big three-run homer to uh, push the uh, a big br- boy, man. Br- br- <laughs> that is well, a him, big him Vol- boy. Him and Vogelbach might as well be the same guy. Rowdy Tellez hit two homers when I was at uh, American Family Financial Field. I think that's what it's called now. Amfam. Uh, it's, uh, by the way, as we go on a complete tangent. Go ahead. Um, that scene, if anyone's ever been to Milwaukee or thinking about going to a Brewer game, it's like a football game. People sit up, they set up, uh, it, granted it was a Saturday game that I went to when I was in Milwaukee, it was against the White Sox, so a lot of out-of-towners were there making the short 90-minute jaunt north up to Milwaukee. It was tremendous. It was absolutely uh, an incredible scene uh, just outside the city, very, very highly recommend heading to a Brewers game, and uh, oh yeah, they're good. They're also very, very good at baseball. Well, uh, look, they have an out, outside shot to get the one seed in the National League. Don't here, do which it. Is, which, again. Don't do it. No, you want you want the NL East champion, which, by the way, it looks like the Mets are going to retain a one-and-a-half game lead, even though, again, I'm maybe talking too early. They have a 5-3 lead in the eighth against Miami. And Still, the base uh, is loaded. And the, and the base is loaded with Alonzo up. Uh, the, uh, the Phillies are taking care of business. Again, the Phillies are doing what – team that's in the race is supposed to just hammering a team that sold at the trade deadline yep which good on the Phillies uh we, we I wasn't certain if they would be capable of doing something like that but they've really dominated this whole week in DC so far yeah the clock has struck midnight on the uh, Palo Espino train but hey man what a shame hell, hell he was of, good for two innings tonight hell of a run hell of a run he gave up six tonight um so I, I do want to get into the NBA here in just a moment mm-hmm. but um real quickly just to hit on like six topics in the first segment. USA and Australia coming up, 9-15 Pacific, 12-15 Eastern on Peacock. Make sure to check out Peacock. Um, USA, this line has stayed stagnant at 12. My hunch is that the public is on the U.S. I could be wrong. Um... But I, I would think that most people look at 12 for Australia. Like, you and I looked at it yesterday and said, look, the Aussies are good. They're a better team than Spain. Spain opened 12. Now, that got bet up to as high as 15. But this has stayed put at 12, even a couple 11 and a halfs, uh, one 11 and a half I see in town. I've got Australia for at 12, and I've also got Australia plus 6.5 in the first half. Uh, and, and you can get that. Uh, here it was a juiced 6.5. I played it. Uh, across the street at at normal juice. So I think this is really going to – I think the United States wins this game. I still believe that the United States will win the gold medal. I think they are rounding in the form. But this is a very good basketball team in the Aussies. And I think this is going to be a challenge, especially early on. Now, the United States women – Maybe the men could take a, a page out of their playbook because they hammered Australia. Uh, that, out of the jump, they destroyed them last night. Yeah, that was by far the best performance the great. Team USA women have had in, in Tokyo so mm-hmm. far. Uh, that game was over quick. 
Uh, they were hitting threes. Yeah, it was it was it, done. Brianna, Brianna Stewart looked like Brianna Stewart. It was a very impressive showing by the women last night. Well, and what you brought up about the United States women against Australia, they lost to Aussie the Aussies in a uh, friendly here mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. The men also lost to Australia, and that was something why I liked the United States against Spain at the 12 number. Not so much at 15, as we talked about, and uh, you could have middled it uh, if you played it. It waited to the last second. Australia beat the United States in Las Vegas by eight. Now, that was a United States team without Drew Holiday, who has proved to be very, very important to them. No Devin Booker, no Chris Middleton. They were, per some reports, enjoying themselves a little bit here in Las Vegas. It seems like they've kind of figured it out. Kevin Durant's playing well. Uh, but Matisse Thibault's shooting incredibly well over uh, in Tokyo. Obviously, they have Joe Ingles. Patty Mills is superhuman, apparently, when it comes to playing in international basketball. So, um, you know, like we saw against Spain, it was a tie game at the half. At one point in time, the U.S. had a double-digit deficit in that first half. I think the first half is a little tricky, so uh, I took the points of the U.S., plus 6.5 in the first half. I did take it for the game. I think the U.S. wins this game by 8 or 9, maybe get it into double figures, but I, I think 12 is is more than a fair number, and uh, I probably would have made this around 9 or 10. I expected 8.5. I expected 8.5, 9. 12 is pretty good. 11.5 still good. And look, again, if you want to go with your first half, first quarter angle that we talked about in the Spain game, which both hit pretty easily, especially that first half hit very easily, uh, to getting the 6.5, 7 in that one, you can do the same thing in this one. Australia has started very fast in this tournament. They've been great early in games. And Team USA sluggish early in games. So, uh, again, the only concern is the fact that the Boomers beat Team USA yep. here in Vegas. That is a concern where Team USA might be awake from the from the jump, unlike these other games, just because of the fact that, oh, these guys have already beaten us in the last three Yeah, games. and here we are. This is no longer prelims. This isn't France. It's a semifinal. This is the semifinal <laughs> to go play for a gold medal. So, if the United States came out and flexed their muscles and said, get out of our way. Up by 15 at the end of one, it wouldn't shock It, it really wouldn't. I, I just think number-wise, it is a good number to take six and a half in the first half based on how we've seen the United States play. And I'll be honest, it's a happiness edge because the U.S. goes out and, and blows all, the Aussies out. I'm like, I lost some money, but hey, go USA. Let's win, uh, let's win ourselves a gold medal. So a little bit more on this game later on in the hour. Uh, but let's, uh, let's head over to... Uh, just some some conference odds now in the NBA because now pretty much everything is starting to subside when it comes to the NBA. And I'll start in the East because um, the New York Knicks, I, I, I look at what they've done this offseason and I kind of scratched my head. You know, Evan Fournier, four for 78. Eh. Uh, Derek Rose, three for 43. Eh. It just seemed like, seemed like a lot of money. It, it felt like, same old Knicks, you know, they, they can't get the big fish, so let's go. And then today the buyout market takes place. The Thunder buyout Kemba, which I was surprised. I thought the Thunder, like what they did with Chris Paul, would just say, sorry, buddy, you're going to stick it out all year here in Oklahoma City, and then maybe we can trade you. But they ultimately bought him out, and the Knicks now get Kemba Walker at an incredibly discounted rate at $9 bucks for the year. So I love that move. He comes back home. He he tries to you know return to form of what he was. He was what second team All NBA his last year in Charlotte. He was very very good. Dealt with injuries in Boston. Wasn't a good fit. Uh, now New York has their point guard, and 
They're 35 to 1. So we've seen a little bit of moves in the Eastern Conference from 45 to 35 to 1. Um, yesterday, I think we talked about the Knicks being maybe a, you know, that seven or eight seed potentially. Now I think, you know, that that second tier, maybe third tier of the Eastern Conference is interesting. I think the Nets and Bucks are kind of in a league of their own right now, Jeff. 76ers, I don't know what to do with them. The Heat, I'm not putting there just yet. I don't love Kyle Lowry, Atlanta. I would say that's a third tier, Sixers, Heat, Hawks. And then that, that the, sorry, that's a second tier. I think that third tier of solid, but probably not going to contend. I would put Hawks, Celtics, Bulls, and Knicks. Is that fair? Would you say that's fair tiering? So the Celtics offseason's been perplexing. They've they done like, they, They've done nothing. So a roster that underachieved greatly last year. Again, they had all sorts of COVID issues. Mm-hmm. You would imagine that's not going to repeat itself, even though we've uh, seen the uptick in the NFL training camp from even what it was last year. If you're looking at the East for me, Brooklyn obviously is the rightful favorite at even money. The Bucks are the rightful second favorite. I'm surprised they're four to one, but I think that's a good that, price it, to, it, for the Bucks. It, it, it's one of those where you take it, and if Brooklyn beats them, so be it. Yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta signed John Collins back. That was a little bit of a question mark because right. Collins won the through. max. It comes through less than a max. Five years, $125 million, which I think is totally fair for a player of Collins. Not quite the max, but $25 million a year. What's stopping the Hawks from being the third best team in the Eastern Conference, Tim? So Atlanta, again, I don't think Atlanta can beat Brooklyn in a seven-game series. I'm not sure they can beat Milwaukee in a seven-game series with everyone healthy. But... At 16 to 1 and longer odds than both Philadelphia and Miami right now, that's at least worth a glance. Especially if you think Trey Young's going to have an MVP caliber year. Because if that's the case, then Atlanta's definitely going to end up with a, a sparkly regular season record that, again, could actually be better than Brooklyn's because Brooklyn won't care in the regular season. Tim. I would say the only thing about the Hawks, and at 16 to 1, I would not. Uh, I would say go for it, you know, at that price, especially if you think they could get back, you know, through the first round, then you're in a great opportunity where you're probably playing the Bucks or the Nets in the second round. Um, the only difference this year, I would say, is they're no longer sneaking up on anybody. Now they're on everybody's radar. Trey Young, as you mentioned, he'll be a legit MVP candidate. Um, Sixers, no thanks at 7-1. to one. I mean, they haven't done anything to better themselves. Their only move so far... Uh, is to bring in Andre Drummond, super-duper, to give them depth, awesome. Uh, The Heat, I know there's going to be a lot of people uh, out there who are going to be intrigued by the Heat. I I just, I I think you get, I think you're getting pretty late on Kyle Lowry. You're you're, you're hoping that he just kind of is that mentor to some of their younger pieces. I I appreciate what they've done. I like Eric Spolstra as a head coach. I, I just, I have a hard time imagining uh, them getting out of the Eastern Conference, I think four to one is is really really intriguing for the Milwaukee Bucks. And it, this isn't you know recency bias or anything like that. Who have they lost? They lost PJ Tucker. He goes to Miami. Okay, PJ Tucker actually shot incredibly poorly from the corner, which is what he's supposed to be good at. Uh, he had a couple moments in the net series where he guarded KD. But what you're also banking on here is do you believe that the Brooklyn Nets will be healthy again? What tells us that the Brooklyn Nets will have their big three healthy in the postseason? 
It's just until it happens, that's what I have a hard time believing. They'll have them all year uh, to start the season at least, and Kevin Durant is starting to play uh, like a like the best player in the world. But what Giannis just did in the finals, man, I mean, that was epic. That was legendary stuff to have 35 and 14 shoot free throws, and maybe he's gotten past this mental hurdle. Uh, you look at some of the moves depth-wise for uh, what the Bucks have done, added shooting. George Hill, Rodney Hood, kept Bobby Portis. So pretty much the entire team, right, is coming back outside of P.J. Tucker. At 4-1, to one, I think it's more than fair to grab that for the Milwaukee Bucks. I think the Nets are the best team. There's no doubt about it. I really like what they've done this offseason. I like the uh, the draft of, uh, of Cam Thomas to add scoring off the bench. Patty Mills, tremendous addition for the mid-level exception. But at 4-1 to one for the defending champs, what they just showed us, I think that's a really, really intriguing play because I'm banking on the Nets aren't going to be healthy. And that's that's what it comes down to. We'll take a look at the Western Conference, get you updated on, uh, on Mad Max, his Dodgers debut and a division a day the nfc south we'll get to that a little bit later on in this hour stick around it's the nightcap jeff parles tim murray live with you from the circus sportsbook in vegas at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Nightcap. Jeff Parles to my left. Tim Murray with you from our Circus Studios. We'll talk a little NFC South later on in this hour as we keep you updated with a division a day. And then we'll also talk to an old friend of mine, Sarah Perlman, former co-host of mine, doing great stuff with NBC Sports. She'll join us at the top of the hour, talk some baseball, some football bets that she likes. She'll, she'll join us as well. Kenny White on college football, by the way. Head over to vcin.com backslash subscribe, only $19.99, and you get our college football betting preview. Or sign up for all access, and it comes with the subscription. I mean, to me, that's a no-brainer, but hey, I'm just a company guy. Um, all right, before we get into the Western Conference, let's real quickly touch on what's going on out in Los Angeles. Uh, four to one, so already the first five over has hit, and just like clockwork, I know them all too well, Max Scherzer, after giving up a homer to Michael Brantley, I believe he went 1-2-3 in the top of the second inning, and he now has uh, four strikeouts through two innings. So the debut of Max Scherzer in Dodger blue, and he has himself a 4-1 lead heading into the bottom of the second inning. Jake Odorizzi uh, already given up a pair of home runs. Mookie Betts, he went yard. Will Smith, he went yard. Michael Brantley went yard off of Max Scherzer. So... If you played those props, there you go. Uh, Jake Odorizzi, strikeout prop sitting at three and a half. He has one uh, just through an inning of work, bottom of the second. And uh, Max Scherzer with four strikeouts already. That was minus 115 both ways. So update on the Dodgers and Astros right there. Red Sox leading the Tigers nine, uh, four to one, excuse me, in the, uh, in the bottom of the seventh. And we will get to later on in the show in Treats and Beats. Unfortunately, for my partner in crime, that Padres game earlier today. Not only a beat if you had the Padres, but if you had the total, whew, that was a tough one. Western Conference. Take a look at uh, the updated odds there. The Lakers are the favorites at plus 190, and I would say rightfully so. Uh, I understand the jokes. Uh, they're old. At the end of the day, they have arguably the best duo in the NBA in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They have to worry about health, obviously. But speaking of health, why are the Clippers plus 950? Kawhi Leonard's not going to play all season until, what, April? Uh, so if, if he even comes back there with that torn ACL, why are the Nuggets 9-1? to Jamal Murray also in a similar boat. So when you look at this list, we got the Jazz, who were the number one seed last year. Uh, to be honest, man, I, I, I can't bet the Jazz, Jeff, just because... It, it is hard to believe in this team when each and every year, what happens? Rudy Gobert gets exposed in the postseason, and they end up falling on, falling on their face. The Phoenix Suns, another intriguing one, right? Plus 750. Uh, did things break their way to, to make the Western, or excuse me, to win the Western Conference? Absolutely. But at plus 750, when you're bringing back everybody, uh, campaign coming back on a really team-friendly deal, Chris Paul coming back, uh, Olympian JaVale McGee, now uh, a piece to, uh, to back up DeAndre Ayton. And then you got the Warriors at 4-1. Um, I love the addition of Otto Porter. But I just, the Warriors I'm so curious about because, Jeff, why did they draft all those young pieces that really can help right away in Kaminga and Moses Moody. It feels like they still have an ace up their sleeve. Well, I think Moody can play right again. I think so. Right, right away. Kaminga, 
Very, very raw. Probably not ready to make a big impact quickly. Maybe by the end of the season, but not right away. Look, Golden State, it's very simple. If Clay Thompson looks about 90% of what Clay Thompson was pre-ACL and Achilles tear, the Warriors are going to be a legitimate Western Conference threat. Oh, if yeah. he is not that, then they're probably a six seed, and maybe in the play-in game again. Uh, again, I can't bet them until I see Clay back on the court and seeing what he is at this point. If you're making me bet this today... Mookie Betts just hit another home run. Yeah, that guy's pretty good. Yeah. That guy's pretty good. That guy also might be, well, probably not in the MVP race, but maybe because of how wide open it is. I'd only bet Phoenix in plus 750, and I understand it's very difficult to get through the Western Conference back-to-back years, and they needed Anthony Davis to get hurt this year in order to get out of the first series against the Lakers, but the experience of getting to a final and losing will only help them moving forward, Tim. So Phoenix would be the only team I would bet at the numbers there at DraftKings, plus 750 on the Suns. I do think the Lakers ultimately win the West. I still think there's another move to me. I haven't heard anything about this Schroeder situation. I I don't think anyone seems to know. No, and no one seems to want him. Point guards are getting picked up by teams all over the place. The only team that makes sense is the Pelicans, but they also just traded for... Schroeder's uh, better than Devontae Graham. They traded a first-round pick for uh, Devontae Graham. That makes sense. All right, USA, Australia, coming up later on tonight. We'll a couple more thoughts on this game on the other side. It's the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Football betting guide is here, folks. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams. Plus, power ratings for every team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VSIN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college football betting guide only $19.99, folks, or start your free all access trial today head to vcin.com backslash subscribe that is where i would head speaking of college football we will discuss plenty of college football with friend of the program friend of the network kenny white he will join us a little bit later on in the show we will talk some nfc south coming up in less than 10 minutes as we keep working our way through every single division in the nfl yesterday we took a look at the nfc north on Monday was the NFC East. Today, the NFC South, which has one of, at last check, one of three odds-on favorites to win the division. And uh, that has now changed with Tennessee uh, becoming odds-on to win the division because of the news out of Indianapolis. But coming up tonight at 9.15 Pacific, seven or uh, 12.15 Eastern, we've got the United States and Australia, one of two semifinals in uh, in Olympic men's basketball, uh, Slovenia and France. We've seen a little bit of movement towards France. Uh, excuse me, towards Slovenia. And if I had to guess, the public is pounding Slovenia in this spot. Uh, I did see a tweet from JVT last night. He tweets a lot, so I might not be able to get to it. He I might not be able to find it. He tweets like fifteen times a a day. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said he was surprised that. France was the dog here. He felt like it was a wrong team favored situation. He said he said last night took some France plus three. Somewhat surprised Slovenia is favored. Look, if you want to get in front of the Luka Doncic train, be my guest. I will not be there with you on that. Uh, uh, for for with JVT, especially now at a two and a half. The one thing in that game, though, Tim. Even more so than the side being probably not bettable for me in that one. The total in the France-Slovenia game is completely impossible at 174.5. Because France is a great defense. Because if this is played at France's pace, Mm -hmm. this game is a big under. But Slovenia has been able to run through and do whatever the heck they've wanted against everyone so far, scoring in the 90s in every single game. So it's a complete stay off. Again, it's probably correlated. If you think France is going to win the game, you're you're going to like the under. If you like Slovenia to cover the two and a half, three, you're going to like the overs. But for me, again, I, I think Slovenia wins, but it wouldn't shock me if Slovenia wins a game at France's tempo. I just think because of having the best player in, in the game by far in Luka, that they're going to have the big, they're going to have the advantage in advance to the gold medal match. 
yeah, I'm gonna stay off this one. Um, if you made me play it, I'd probably just take Slovenia on the money line, but uh, I'm gonna stay away. Um, you know, France has been. Uh, France is another one of those squads, like Australia, very good team, right? Um, you know, Luca has been tremendous, and but he's the only NBA player on their roster. Uh, you look at France, I believe. France has, uh, you said this last night, I believe, mm-hmm. the most NBA players Other than outside the United States. Correct. I mean, you look at, they got Rudy Gobert, Evan Fournier, uh, Nicholas Batum. Um, they, they got guys that, that you've heard of. Uh, and, uh, you know, Rudy Gobert against Italy was, was tremendous. Uh, Nicholas Batum had a really good game. Uh, Evan Fournier, I mean, the, the big guys played extremely well. So, um I don't know. I, I could change my mind. I, I could be convinced maybe to take a flyer on the French, but to your point, you're getting in front of the Luca train, which is not enjoyable. Not, I, and I really, just personally, I really, really want Friday night the United States to be playing Slovenia. The game will tip off at 7.30 Pacific. It'll be on during our show. Maybe it'll be on network television. Who knows? Um, and we'll be able to watch it and and really get to enjoy the entirety of that game and, and the United States trying to slow down uh, trying to slow down this Luka Doncic train because I, I think my my gut tells me if the U.S. played France France again they win by double figures that'd be my guess they have to put the gold medal game on Big NBC right like, like they have to oh, nothing nothing surprises me I mean me that, that that's that's just ridiculous I think they, they will don't. they will I think it'll they be, will but it'll be ten thirty Eastern. Uh, right in prime, yeah. later later window of prime time. And these the ga- what I will say is I love Olympic basketball for the briskness of it. Man, these games are done in like an hour and 40 minutes. It is great. I was watching, uh, we were watching USA Spain, got home after the show and breezed through that second half. So love the, uh, the brisk nature. But let's get to the USA and the Australians. We mentioned our thoughts. I took a little on Australia plus 12. Uh, and a little bit more on Australia, plus six and a half in the first half. Uh, like we've said often, if the USA comes out and leads by 12, 13 at the break, so be it. The United States, so far in this uh, Olympics, outside of the Iran game, have been sluggish in the first half. They were sluggish against Spain. They made their run, and then they were great out of the shoot in the second half. I anticipate this Australian team. This Australian team, in my opinion, is at least four points better than Spain. And I felt like the number uh, was a little too high. At 12, thought it would be 9 or 10. You thought 8.5. And, a half. and uh, so I, I took the 12 with Australia. But we've got some player props. Uh, does Kevin Durant keep rolling? Over-under is set at 25.5. He has been, no surprise, the MVP of the United States squad. And he was... Phenomenal against Spain. Over under 25 and a half for Kevin Durant at DraftKings. Joe Ingles over under 11 and a half. Matisse Thibel, I would play over Thibel. Uh, he's been a sharpshooter so far in these Olympics. I would look over on Thibel at seven and a half. And Patty Mills, 21 and a half. I would lean under, but then I think about what Ricky Rubio just did the United States. I'm like, oh, maybe he'll maybe he'll get those international muscles like Ricky Rubio got. So I'm going to stay off Patty Mills, 21 and a half. So first off, when you look at the Olympic props, Tim, yep, and you see Damian Lillard at thirteen and a half, Devin he has not Bo- played De- well. Devin Booker at nine and a half, Jason Tatum at thirteen. I know. And it just it just it, it, it messes with your mind. But I, look, the only prop I would look at tonight would be betting a Jason Tatum 
over. I, I agree. That would be the one I would look at. I anticipate he'll get enough minutes to get over 13 and a half. And they're going to be so zoned in on slowing KD down that I think Tatum is going to be able to get his on the wing, driving to the basket against the team. Yes, that is one of the more athletic opponents the Team USA will see in Tokyo. But this feels like a big Tatum night. I would go over on Tatum. Uh, and I would also go under on Joe Ingles because I still have what we saw in the playoffs from Joe Ingles in my mind, Tim. Devin Booker over, nine and a half. I could see that happening. No problem. Get hot, hit no a couple threes, boom, nine and a half. All right, Devin Booker over nine and a half. Let's do it. A division a day. We head to New Orleans, talk some NFC South next. Stick around. It's the nightcap. Instant Match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. Find out more at Indeed.com slash credit. Well, this is disappointing. Not our next guest or a division a day. <laughs> Very excited about our next guest, but I'll pass this along. Uh, we're watching the 4x100 relay. Just the heats. Not the final. Just the heats. Uh... The United States were a minus 400 favorite to win gold in this event. Now, you can't win a gold in a heat. But what you can do is lose a gold and not qualify for the final. That is what happened. The United States, minus 400 favorites, Jeff, to win gold in the 4x100 men's relay. And they do not make the final. There you go. I guess, uh, I, I guess we bet Jamaica now. Uh, yeah, I would guess so. They had the best time. Uh, oh, man. I'm looking oh, at that's, Oh, Oh, wow. Yikes. Wow, that was... That'll lose it. Uh, we're, we're watching just a... <laughs> they, they, they botched the handoff. They grabbed each other's hands instead yikes. of the baton. That was... Wow. Yeah, that... You know, well, that'll do that. it, Tim. That'll do it. All right, let's get to... Uh, speaking of handoffs, there'll be some handoffs in football. Yeah, you like that? Transition. That's that's what pros do. All right, let's bring in Fletcher Mackle. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at Fletcher. WDSU does a fine job at the NBC affiliate down there in New Orleans. Uh, Fletcher, a Hall of Famer, has retired, and now Jameis Winston or a uh, 31-year-old tight end will play quarterback. Who is going to be the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints come the Green Bay game? I like Taysom Hill's introduction there. Um, I'll say this. If anybody comes on your show and tries to say with certainty they know what's happening, they are full of it. They're lying. (laughs) I don't think Sean Payton can tell you right now. I've been out there every day at training camp. I've I've worked in this market now for – this is my 20th season covering the New Orleans Saints for the television station I work for. I've been here every year since Sean Payton walked through the door. And I truly do not think all these people say he wants Jameis to win it so they can still use Taysom as the trick pony. They want Jameis to win it. He's a former first-round draft pick. They don't want anything. They want to be able to be a successful football team with all the depth that was eroded because of the salary cap cuts, and they need a good quarterback to do it. And if it's Taysom Hill, it's going to be Taysom Hill. I, I think this is my personal opinion. I think it's going to be Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't like Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston seems like a new man here in New Orleans. He's said all the right things, done all the right things. His team has responded to him. We see the big arm and pushing the ball down the field. That being said, 
I don't think Sean Payton, who is truly one of the, the great offensive innovators in my mind in NFL history, spent four years in his little laboratory on Airline Drive, where the Saints facility is located, creating Taysom Hill to just kick him to the curb. <laughs> so I, I think that if Jameis clearly comes out and is so much better than Taysom, it just blows everyone away. It's going to be Jameis. But if it's neck and neck, it's going to be Taysom. And one week in the training camp, it's neck and neck. Well, that would, uh, if it is Taysom Hill, that would definitely uh, change the way I handicap things uh, for this year, uh, uh, Fletcher. And just uh, another thing that obviously has been a big story is the injury to Michael Thomas that he finally got surgery on. And it looks like he's going to miss a few weeks. And there are questions about what that wide receiver core is going to be now with what with Michael Thomas on the shelf. And look, uh, Fletcher, obviously, if, if it's neck and neck, you think it'll be Taysom Hill. But just with looking like Michael Thomas is going to be out for these first few weeks, how does that impact even just the thinking of who that quarterback would be? Yeah, it, look, the one thing that I just spent the last few minutes saying I think it could be Taysom Hill one of the great things for Taysom Hill last year was Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. He, he targeted him all the time. If anything, Alvin Kamara's role was diminished when Taysom was out there because Taysom, it was one or two reads, tuck and run. He wasn't quite as effective in the screen game, Alvin Kamara, that is, is when Drew Brees was under center. So not having Michael Thomas, that was a pretty nice security blanket last year in the games that Taysom Hill played, and Michael Thomas was available dealing with his injury. So it's the great unknown at wide receiver. Traquan Smith is a guy they drafted in the third round a few years ago, but he's never been able to take that step and become a reliable number two receiver. They signed Chris Hogan, who seems to know who and what he is, but the fact that he was available when training camp started is certainly not a good sign. A young player, Marquez Callaway, has had a really nice training camp. He came on late last season as an undrafted player. But it's definitely get your roster out and who the heck is that time if you're at training camp trying to figure out who's number 80, who's number 17, who's that dude number 14, because it's the great unknown right now. We're talking to Fletcher Mackle from WDSU, the NBC affiliate down there in New Orleans. And as he said, he's been there a long time, over 20 years covering uh, the New Orleans market. And uh, when you look at this division in its entirety, um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, no surprise, are a heavy favorite. And the graphic we're going to show, uh, showing different books here at the book we sit at, they are minus 285 to win this division, which is uh, which is saying something. And that's one of the biggest favorites out there, them and the Kansas City Chiefs to win their division. Um, the Saints, in most people's mind, are, are going to be the, the closest challenger Fletcher, do you think the Saints, with the uncertainty uh, at quarterback, with Michael Thomas's injury, can they challenge the Buccaneers who bring everybody back from last year's Super Bowl winning team? No, they can't. And, and look, I, I don't say that as an indictment on the Saints. I say it more as a testament to Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. The, the Saints played Tampa Bay in week one last year, and it was pretty close, but you could see the better team, the more – season team, so to say. The Saints had been there, done that. You know, the Saints have won more games in the regular season since 2017 than any other team in the NFL. So last year in week one, the Saints were the better team. 
Then in November, the Saints went there and really did a number. It was, it was Tom Brady's worst regular season loss ever. The Saints just decimated them. And that was when the Bucs were at a real low point. I think they were 7-5 and five at that point. But then the Bucs hit their stride. And, and we saw them figure things out. And I saw that team come in here for a playoff game against New Orleans in the divisional round. And it wasn't the same team that I saw earlier in the season. Brady had figured it out. The team had figured it out. Arians had figured it out. And then we all saw what they did to Kansas City in the Super Bowl. And, they're, and as you said, they're bringing every single starter back. They have a ton of depth. And now the been there, done that factor. Look, I think the Saints certainly have talent. Kamara's a great player. Demario Davis is a great player. Cam Jordan, one of the best offensive lines in football. An offensive innovator, like I said, with Sean Payton. The Saints have talent. Make no mistake about it. But not not to challenge the Buccaneers in the NFC South. To compete for a wild card spot, probably so, but not, not to be on even footing with Tampa Bay. Fletcher, let's flip to the bottom half of the division. Both Atlanta and Carolina have similar win totals, seven, seven and a half, depending on where you're looking on both of those teams. Who do you think of those two are going to be easier for Tampa and New Orleans to pick on this year? You know, that's a great question. You know, in New Orleans, the arch rival is the Atlanta Falcons, and there is no love lost between the city of Atlanta and the city of New Orleans. It's some pretty solid hate. So it's easy for me to say Atlanta, because I always want Atlanta to be terrible. But I do think they have an executive. They have an executive now in Terry Fontenot, who was here for a long time, you know, went to Tulane University, spent 20 years with the Saints, under Mickey Loomis, and I really like Terry, and I think he's going to do some good things there. Caroline is the great unknown to me because McCaffrey is so gifted. Uh, you know, I like Rule as the head coach. Joe Brady was the offensive coordinator at LSU when Joe Burrow was there, and I know how special he is as a coach. So I look at those teams and think maybe they could surprise because there is more talent on those teams that I think people are, are giving them credit for right now. I could easily see the Saints sliding down and not being a playoff contender in Carolina rising up with, with Sam Darnold finding his footing with Joe Brady and, and with Christian McCaffrey being healthy and then challenging for a playoff spot and passing up the Saints. Same goes for Atlanta because, you know, Matt Ryan still, I believe, has some gas left in the tank. So I think those I think the Saints are on even footing with those team those teams. No one is on par with Tampa in the division, but I would say it's a it's a mixed bag kind of toss up right now, dealer's choice between the Saints, Carolina, and Atlanta as far as who the next best team in the division is. Yeah, I tend to agree and I you know, I like the Atlanta Falcons and I know people have kind of dropped off on them because of of the loss of Julio Jones, you know, bringing Arthur Smith as their new head coach. I think they're an intriguing team and could score a ton of points. Hey, Fletcher, before we let you run, we got about a minute or so. Uh, you mentioned that uh, it seemed like you're kind of up and down on what, what to anticipate from the Saints this year. Uh, it, it's pretty much a pick em, uh when it comes to will they make the playoffs. Uh, yes, minus 120, no at even money. Do you think the Saints are a playoff team this year? I think that's a, that, that, that seems like a pretty good line to right. me. Sean Payton, since he's been here, I don't think he will ever be 4-13 and 13 with a 17-game schedule this season. Even with the worst defense in NFL history in 2012, they still went 7-9. and nine. I think he is good enough as a coach to get them to 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight and nine this season. I think they'll be in it till the end. Could they sneak into the playoffs? Absolutely. Could they just miss? But I don't think they'll bottom out 
and, and finish like four and 13 this year. I also don't think they'll go 12 and five. So I think eight and nine, nine and eight, maybe they get to like a 10 and seven and sneak in. You can follow him on Twitter at Fletcher. WDSU. There's not many people better than him covering all of New Orleans sports. He's been there for quite some time. Hey, Fletcher, great stuff as always. Great hearing your voice, man. All right. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. There he is. Fletcher Mackle from the NBC affiliate there in New Orleans. We are about to witness the 110 meter hurdles where Grant Holloway is a minus 700 favorite to win gold and when we come back we'll tell you if he did in fact win gold that's jeff parles i'm tim murray also good friend of mine sarah perlman will join us at the top of the hour talk some baseball talk some football with her as well stick around it's the nightcap you're on pc at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.